Welcome to LilyPod episode 53, Confidently Asking for a First Date. Jeff and Kathy Teichert, bringing you another episode of LilyPod, a production of Love in Later Years. We are certified life coaches, authors of the Amazon bestseller Intentional Courtship, and members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our messages are directed toward mid-singles and later married couples. We also welcome all who enjoy personal growth and enriching relationships. Today we want to talk about a subject that's pretty basic to dating, and it's so basic that sometimes maybe we overlook it when we're talking to people about dating, and we we tend to focus on, you know, how do you develop connection with someone that you're dating, and you might be sitting there saying, well, I'm not dating anybody, so if I'm not getting to first base, you know, why worry about second, third, and home? I mean, I, I've got to... Uh, uh, get a date before I can worry about how any of this other uh, important advice applies to me. So we're going to talk about getting a first date, how to ask for one and, and to be confident. And I want to ask Kathy just to begin with, um, did you ever ask men out on dates? Yes. Although I've since learned that Partly what I was doing was creating the opportunity for them to ask me. Right. And in old fashioned times, it would be like dropping a handkerchief so that the man could swoop in and pick it up and hand it back to you and start a conversation. Right. I do believe I actively created my dating life. I believe that I create my life in general. So I was part of creating that for myself. But I think most of the time it was more creating the opportunity to be asked out. But I, I was not afraid to ask out either. I mean, it, it was definitely something I would do. Uh, but, I, but I also think there's some merit in wanting to be with someone who takes some initiative. Right. And so I usually tried to go that route. Right. Well, and, and as a man, I can say, you know, I was never offended if a woman asked me for, for a date. Now, that doesn't mean that I was so flattered that I was automatically interested in her sometimes, but not, not every time. But, but would it be more flattering than not? Sure. And it never bothered me to have her, uh, to have a girl ask, even if I wasn't very interested. And I would usually uh, at least, you know, give it one date and see how it went, regardless of who it is, because you never know. But uh, anyway, I most of the time asking for a first date falls on, on the man. But um, Kathy can tell you, you know, that there were, and, and did say, I think that there's all sorts of ways you can drop the handkerchief, metaphorically speaking, so that you can let a man know of your interest and, uh, and give him a chance to initiate something. So, so what might be an example of how a woman would drop the handkerchief? Well, I think always asking questions of a person you're interested in gives them an opportunity to talk about themselves, 
and then return the favor by asking you about yourself. And I know that doesn't always happen. And sometimes that's not going to go anywhere if right. it's not reciprocal, if they don't really genuinely want to get to know me in, right. in exchange. However, I'm not out anything. I asked about someone genuinely curious to know more about them and I got to learn more about them. And if it's not mutual, then that's kind of where it stops. Right. And at least then, you know, and you're not, you know, especially if this person's in your circle and your mid singles ward or whatever, um, you at least then have an idea that, okay, well, I thought that might be promising, but found out it probably isn't. And, and that's okay. Um, learn something, something new from that and move on to the next opportunity. One thing I think a lot of, one mistake I think a lot of men make is they believe that you have to be really smooth and really cool to get a girl to go out with you and that you've got to pick your words carefully. Uh, now, you know, don't, use a lot of four letter words and don't comment on <laughs> the woman's sex appeal right up front. I mean, I'm amazed by how many men are still doing that. Yeah. I think there is some um, wisdom in being judicious about what words you use. Right. And what you're generally expressing when, when you're approaching someone. Right. Um, and having said that, I, I think as long as you're, behaving politely uh if the woman is interested she's probably going to say yes and if she's not she probably won't and uh and that doesn't have a lot to do with how cleverly you put the words together not necessarily although i did want to say that when jeff, jeff and i had not met yet and we just met through a facebook group which is kind of ironic since now we run a Facebook group called Love in Later Years to help, you know, uh, mid-singles that, you know, are in the situation we were in to help um, them feel supported and and guided in this whole process of, of finding love when, you know, you might have lost a love in the past through death or divorce or, or breaking up. So anyway, uh, <laughs> the point is we met through a Facebook group and when he first reached out to me by message, he said, hi. <laughs> and I didn't reply. <laughs> and then he said, hey, how's it going? See, that was dropping my handkerchief. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pick it up because I, it's just so generic. I, I mean, it's almost like what you would get from someone in a foreign country. <laughs> so anyway, when he, when he finally said something more personal, like, Happy birthday. Third try. <laughs> then I responded because it was, it, it, it meant more to me. Right. So that's one of the suggestions we have is make it personal. And, and I'll tell you why. In a good way. I, I'll tell you why I didn't do that and why I think it, that, why I think there's a way to do this without, um, that still addresses my concern. I, I had had the experience in the past of writing a, you know, a paragraph or, or two to somebody um, and then they never reply. And I think, well, I wasted my time. So if I say, hey, and they ping me back, then I think, okay, we've got a connection now. Now I'm gonna, going to say something more uh, 
you know, that lets her know a little more about me or ask her questions or whatever. Um, now, the reason I don't necessarily think that that's a good idea to just say, hey, is for the reasons Kathy said, it's not very interesting. And, um, you know, it, it, it doesn't uh, provoke the other person to think of you at all. It's just like, why is this total stranger just saying, hey? Uh, well, so, that and it didn't represent you very well because you have a lot more thoughts in your head than, hey, and I, I like to hear those thoughts. And I don't, I didn't need a paragraph. In fact, it was just a sentence. It was just happy birthday. Right. And, uh, Glad your birthday wasn't in December. <laughs> you had to wait all that time. Well, it, it wouldn't have had to be on my birthday. It just, I think it just needed to be a little more personal, but it didn't need to be a paragraph or two because sometimes that can be, like you said, more than is necessary for an initial interaction. Right. And, and maybe even not desired because I don't even think, I, I, yeah. So I would, I would suggest that it, you keep it short, but make it personal. And if I write, you, you know, a better thing to have done might've been to, to say, Hey, Kathy, how was your weekend? Or even that would have probably invoked something. For right. Me. Just anything that's a little bit more conversational and you don't need to write a paragraph or two. You, you just make it a sentence and or two and, and make it, you know, enough to, to be a little intriguing. Okay. And so we're talking about initial interactions online. Right. And I think we've covered that pretty well. And you could ask for a date during that interaction if you wanted to. But Well, and we actually do recommend getting to asking for a date or something more than on uh, typing on the computer or on your phone pretty soon so that you're not wasting a lot of time wondering where this relationship could go. You can just see right away what, right. what the other person's willing to do. If there's potential or yeah. whatever. So. Yeah, that's, that's an important point. You could spend your life chatting online or, you know, interacting that way. And you don't really know what you're dealing with uh, at any meaningful level until you've actually uh, talked on the phone and then, you know, even better, uh, an in-person date. And a lot of people have told us that they preferred talking on the phone before ever meeting up in person, but I didn't like giving out my phone number. But what's really nice now about Zoom is that you don't have to give out a lot of information for that. Right. You can you can get on you know Skype or Facebook Messenger, and uh, well, actually, maybe not Facebook Messenger if you don't want to be connected that closely yet, because you you know you might be meeting some people through a a dating app that doesn't provide all of that information. Um, but if you can figure out a way to connect and have good, even face-to-face -face interaction online without giving out your personal information, I think that's ideal. Right. Now, my opinion about asking someone for a first date, uh, number one, I think I've already said this, but to summarize, I think it's more important that you ask than how you ask. Uh, as long as you don't, you know, chat somebody up on Facebook and say, you are so sexy or something like that. You, you want to be sincerely complimentary, but not say anything about a woman's body or that sort of thing in, in that first interaction and actually the first many, many interactions. But 
Having said that, I think your request for the date needs to be straightforward. Um, don't beat around the bush. Don't have, you know, endless small talk before you get to the point. Uh, a little bit of that is fine. But, I mean, you can always talk once you've arranged the date uh, about um, how your week is going or whatever. And, and you can, but that's after the ice has been broken. You've got a date set up. And if, if she doesn't want to talk uh, and doesn't offer to continue talking, well, save it for the date. But that's my opinion. Um, straightforward is better. I think a lot of times when a man calls up a woman that he doesn't know very well, she kind of suspects that maybe that's where he's going. And it's kind of awkward when there's a whole lot of small talk beforehand. That's my my uh, experience. Kathy, what is yours on that? Well, I was just thinking that when I'm asked out on a date, or, you know, when I was asked out on a date. Uh, Not only I, was... I ask her on dates. <laughs> yes, we love date nights as a couple. But, um, yeah, back when I was getting asked out on maybe first dates, I did. I, I think you're right. I think I like it to be the point. And I like to know that it is a date because if I don't know that it's a date, then it might be good for the man for a moment in thinking, oh, I can have some deniability here that, you know, I didn't really ask for a date if I just say, let's go hang out right. or, you know, I think being even saying the word date is more honest. I agree. And, and it, it lets your potential partner see you as a romantic possibility that that's what you're, you're asking for. You're not asking just to hang out with a group of people or something that you're really asking for a date and you don't necessarily have to use the word date, but I think you need to make it clear that you want to get to know this person and you'd love to sit and sip soda with them for an hour or whatever you choose to do. And I don't think it hurts to use the word date either. No, no, I don't think it hurts at all. It's a very brave and courageous thing to do. Right. And, and I agree with Kathy that uh, in my experience, women want to know, okay, what's the context that we're going to be getting together in then, you know, and, is this going to be a date or are we just hanging out as friends? And um, we can go more in, in other podcasts into, you know, the difference between dating and the friend zone, but suffice it for this one to say, make it clear that you're asking for a date. Don't hedge. Don't, you know, look for plausible deniability. Uh, let's make it, make it clear what we're asking for. And then if, one or or both of you feel like talking once you've arranged the date, the ice is broken. It's easier then. You you know that you've scheduled a date, that uh, you're both at least interested in spending that one evening together, and it's an easier conversation than sort of the awkwardness of small talk while you're working up the courage to ask for what you really called about. And as far as safety goes, 
I think it's wise to suggest and be cooperative with whatever the woman is comfortable with in terms of where to meet. In fact, I think it, it often made me feel more comfortable when they, uh, the man suggested meeting up at a restaurant or something like that. Now, I know the old fashioned thing is go pick up your date. And I do think that is very nice when the courtship continues. But as far as a first date goes, I think it's a general good, safe practice to have both the man and woman make arrangements to meet somewhere in a public setting. Um, so until they get to know each other better and feel more comfortable with giving more information and, and maybe having more alone time. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. And, you know, I found it to be customary really uh, when you had only met online to uh, for the first date and sometimes the first few dates to meet uh, at the location of the date, arrive and leave separately in separate cars uh, just so that, you know, it takes a minute for you to become comfortable that this person is safe and whatever. And so that's a that's good advice. Um, Kathy, what is your opinion about someone texting to ask for a date? For a first date? Mm -hmm. If they've got your number, they're in your ward or whatever. I can see why people would want to do that, <laughs> but I think it's a better, a more personal touch to, to do so by phone. Although, like I said, I, when back before the days of COVID, when we were really, I, I know that Zoom existed then, but it wasn't widely used and I wasn't usually in touch with anyone on Facebook or, you know, exchanging phone numbers. And so it would usually be through the dating app. And so a lot of first dates for me were arranged in writing. Yeah, mine too. Um, and sometimes I didn't have their number. Usually once I set up the date, I would ask for it. Um, now, Kathy says she wouldn't give it out, although she did give me hers because we talked on the phone before we we met. Yeah, it would be sometimes dependent on the situation. With us already being Facebook friends, it made more sense. And I right. we'd grown, to, grown in, in trust through, I guess, more intimate online interactions. Right. Meaning, you know, it wasn't through a dating app where we didn't even know each other's last names. Right. Yeah. So that's that's um, that's another important issue then is how do you ask for a date through through text or message? And my answer to that is basically the same as you do any other date. And the nice thing about it is. Uh, and I don't want you to, to become obsessive about this, but you can type a sentence or two, you know, hey, uh, my friend and I were both going to get dates and go to the theater and see this movie or this play or whatever it is you're going to do. Um, I would love to have you come as my plus one or whatever. Uh, that would be um, that would be. A, uh, something you could do in a message. And if you did that in a message and you didn't like the way it turned out, it sounded awkward or whatever, you just backspace. I do like the, what, the way you worded that, though. I think it's creative. Uh, it's straight to the point. It, it's well thought out because you already have a plan. Right. And 
I'm the one you chose. And that, that makes me feel good. Right. Yeah. I like all of that. Yeah. And, and if they, if they say no in that situation, well, go on to the next one. So I actually would like to just kind of wrap up this podcast, if it's okay with you, with the word confident, because we talked about, or, or the title indicates confidence in asking a person out. And I think one of the most important parts of being confident isn't really in so much in the asking, but in the knowing your own value as a person, independent of the response. Right. Because if you can go in knowing that you are a valuable, worthwhile person getting to know, and that it, it does, that your worth is not dependent on how they respond, then if you occasionally get a no, I think you'll handle it much better, both in inside and with that person, than if you were to give your power away to that person in determining how worthwhile you are. Yeah, if you're comfortable in your own skin, uh, I agree with what Kathy just said. That's a, a huge thing. And that's what made dating easier for me in my middle years, frankly frankly, than it was in my 20s, because in my 20s, I was insecure and, you know, as most young men are. And uh, if I did get turned down for a date, I mean, geez, all I could do is sit and look at the wall for like three hours and feel horrified. And, you know, when I was in my 40s, if I called or texted someone for a date and they said no, which like, like, Kathy just sort of alluded to, it didn't happen all that often, but when it did, um, I would try to remember that the, the potential partner had uh, made the best decision she thought she could at the time uh, for herself. And I'm not for everyone. Um, now I'm only for one person, but, uh, you know, and I- And it I only am, has to work once. Right. I, I am not for everyone. I am for someone. And, and so, you know, I went through a lot of, of different people before I met the person that I, I wanted to marry. Uh, so that confidence is important because it keeps you trying uh, even, you know, if you have a disappointment or two along the way. Right. And, you know, I just wanted to mention uh, we've, we've, we've mentioned this before, but our book, Intentional Courtship, not only gives practical ideas like this about asking for a first date, going on a first date, um, and then everything from, you know, there all the way through to potentially deciding who to marry and, and, and going and into that direction of, of commitment. Um, but it also starts with all the steps of recovering from loss. And I think because a lot of our listeners have experienced some kind of relationship loss that has led them to be single at middle age or beyond, uh, there's just so much to uh, of joy to rediscover in the process of healing, finding peace, rediscovering our value, and then, you know, going on these dates and learning about other people's stories and growing from that opportunity to get to know other people. Yeah. And let's, let's remember, we don't want to overcomplicate dating. 
people say I hate dating and they, they say they hate it because they turn it into a game and it's not a game. It is the exercise of getting to know another person. That's all it is. It's, you know, another thing we should probably mention is that when, when I asked a woman for a first date, that's not a marriage proposal. I didn't think of it that way. And I would hope in most cases, she didn't think of it that way because I, I think sometimes um, people are reluctant uh, to go on a first date if they don't know how it's going to turn out in the long run. Well, or, that, we're, or we're anxious to know the end from the beginning. Right. Especially if we've been, been in a marriage before where it's all in, total commitment. And you go from not knowing a person, hardly at all, and getting to know them. And then you want to know the end from the beginning because you're used to all or nothing. Right. And we have to have this journey along the path of all or nothing um, from the nothing to the all and everything in between. Right. And so an invitation for a first date is not all, but it's not nothing. It's an invitation to be committed to that person for one evening. And we do advise you to be fully committed to that evening because. Right. Go the, all in. Yeah. Go all in for that evening but reserve all of the what ifs and just allow the journey to take place. Yeah. Let it unfold the way it, it naturally would um, rather than trying to force things or, you know, if you're, if you're a guy, I mean, I've been in this spot before where you're sitting there and you, you've got an incredible person across the table from you and you really want this person to like you. And so you're, pressuring yourself to think of some clever thing to say that will impress her or whatever. You know what will impress her? Ask her about her. Uh, let her uh, talk about herself and and be genuinely interested to get to know her beyond the the beautiful smile and the nice figure and all the rest of it. And for those who may be listening that are new to dating after a long marriage or uh, a long time away from dating. That is one of the best ways to get past your very natural and understandable, maybe apprehension and discomfort with dating is to just go into it genuinely trying to get to know someone and you'll, you'll feel a lot more comfortable. Right. I think a lot of people like Kathy just alluded to, um, if they haven't been in the dating world for a while. And, you know, I, I mean, I had somebody ask me just the other day, I was married for 22 years. I have no idea how to go about dating in, in the world as we find it now. You know, she dated a generation ago. And I can understand that could be kind of intimidating. And what I would say is, yeah, we've got a lot of other tools now. We've got online dating, we've got cell phones, which we use to interact. There are new things like that, but dating is still pretty much the same. I mean, it's about getting to know people and don't complicate it overly with a lot of ideas about what is the preferred etiquette or, you know, what is, what is it kosher to do on a first date and not do? I mean, yeah, think that stuff through, but don't, don't obsess about it because typically if 
if you're the guy like me and you ask a, a woman out and you are polite, even if you stumble over your words a little bit, if she likes you and wants to, to get to know you, she'll probably say yes. I mean, nine, 99 times out of 100, if she would be predisposed to, to get to know you, she'll, she'll say yes to your invitation, regardless of how clumsily you word it. If she is not, uh, if she's not really interested, she doesn't think you're good looking enough, or, you know, she has talked to you once before and was unimpressed with your personality. Although none of those things, you will probably be anything you'll know. And you, you might as well believe that it's just a choice you made and right. it's nothing personal, even though it might feel personal for a second. But if you've got that confidence, that underlying value inside yourself, then well, it will be okay. I mean, I, I remember a woman that, that told me after a first date that she didn't feel any connection. And I was a little crestfallen by that. And then uh, I saw her within a couple of weeks after that on Facebook announcing that she was in a relationship with kind of a little roly poly guy with a bald head and a big bushy beard. <laughs> and I'm, and <clears throat> he dressed kind of like a lumberjack and I thought, all right, if that's what she wants, then I'm not her guy, you know? And she actually thought he was really cute and um, she was attracted to him. So the fact that someone may think that some other kind of person is more attractive to them, it doesn't mean you're not attractive or good looking. I mean, you will be to the right person but uh, I just wasn't to her. Right, it's all subjective. Right. And it doesn't determine your value, I promise it does not. Right, I mean, and incidentally, I'm not telling you the one story I know about that. I have seen this so many times where, you know, a, perhaps a really good looking guy asks a girl out and she says no, and for whatever reason, she's not interested or attracted. And, you know, next year is, marrying the guy with buck teeth and a hump in his back. I mean, so you just, you never you know. Don't know. <laughs> but anyway, I uh, just, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. And I hope you found it useful and helpful in your dating journey. And we wish you all the confidence and uh, good, good fortune in the dating arena as possible. Right. It's a little nerve wracking, but uh, enjoy yourself, have fun with it, and get to know lots of great people. Having said that, uh, we also want you to remember that any time is a great time for more love in your life. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to LilyPod and get notice of each new weekly episode. If you enjoy what you heard, give us a positive review. We want to reach as many mid-singles and later married couples as possible, so please share this podcast with those you love. To access fabulous free content like written articles and YouTube videos on LilyDube, and to learn about our book Intentional Courtship and Lily Coaching Services, visit loveinlateryears.com. <laughs>